0: grab yourself a biscuit it's the ca3 cup of tea series hello everyone and welcome to our cup of tea series i'm your host sarah wardle from ca3 we've created this podcast for the hr talent community and everyone's welcome each month in the time it takes for us to have a cup of tea and a biscuit you can listen to us chat with industry experts on the most challenging topics facing HR and talent professionals today. Our industry is in a state of flux, and many of you are navigating the uncomfortable world of offboarding colleagues on a grand scale. Therefore, in our third episode, we wanted to focus on offboarding and some of the challenges that employers are facing right now, whilst having to make huge changes within their organizations. It's not an easy topic. So how can employers navigate this process of offboarding, act ethically, honestly, and still stay true to their employer brand? To help us answer these questions, I've been joined by Ruth Miller, a talent acquisition training and outplacement consultant who has huge experience in the talent and HR space. So thanks for joining us, Ruth. How are you today?
1: Great. Thank you for having me, Sarah. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I'm a big podcast consumer, so it's quite nice to be on one.
0: And in the true spirit of our podcast, um, I hope you've made a cup of tea ready for our chat. Um, and just so our listeners know, I've got a cup of tea and a rhubarb and custard cream for dunking, which was an unusual find in the supermarket last week. So have you got a biscuit for today's chat? I know you're a keen baker. Yes,
1: I'm a keen baker. So there have been cinnamon buns made in this house. So that's Ooh. instead of a biscuit, that's what I'm having.
0: Right then, um, let's start. Um, as we all know, um, employee exit management or off-boarding... Um, describes the process when an employee leaves a company. Um, It may seem like a bit of a silly question, Ruth, but in your opinion, why do you think having an effective offboarding strategy is important?
1: Well, I suppose it's for a couple of reasons. I think employers who believe in treating their employees well will want to behave fairly and ethically to employees who exit the redundancy. Um, I think it sends a strong message to the teams who aren't being made redundant if you manage as well as the company. Because I'm sure, like me, you've seen companies who manage it really poorly and they've been hit with their best performers leaving once they can as they've lost their engagement with the company. So I think it's those two things. I think it's engagement with um, current employees, engagement with the people that are leaving, and a good reputation. Um, They're all impacted by effective offboarding.
0: You know, we talk a lot um, at Eli and CA3 about onboarding um and in many ways offboarding doesn't really differ that much to onboarding because you still mm. need to be honest and gain trust in both those scenarios so um you know people aren't going to want to join you if you're not transparent during the onboarding process and they certainly won't remember you favorably favorably if you're not clear and honest whilst offboarding either um, absolutely i mean
1: um you know as we all know it's very easy for any of us right now to sort of <laughs> google somebody look at what their reputation is on Glassdoor yeah. or anywhere on the internet um, and none of us are going to really want, want to be recruited by companies who manage employee exits badly during this period. Um, as we know, alumni, you know, old employees often return to a previous employer. Hmm. And they'll only do this if they've had a good experience of being made redundant, won't they?
0: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, COVID-19, um, it's really changed the marketplace. Um, some industries have been hit hard. Uh, many organisations are, are planning to or or have already let many people go. Um, not just on furlough, but p- permanently. Um, have you seen a shift personally in the way companies you work with have been offboarding their staff recently?
1: Yeah, um, I've seen a real mix, to be honest. And some of it has actually shocked me a bit. Um, I think companies who've done it well, um, maybe these things are obvious, but they've been open, they've been transparent, they've gone through fair consultation with employees, they've given them outplacement support. And they've got a more of that we're all in it together approach. For example, mm. they've often role-modelled from the top with senior people taking pay cuts and saying, look, you know, we don't want to lose you, we're doing this, even though we're staying, we're losing, you know, we're, we're taking a pay cut. But I've also things that have shocked me, I think, have been other employers using the guise of COVID to restructure. And not going through fair consultation processes Mm. or being open about what the process actually is or letting companies go through redundancy with very little notice or blaming it on the economy, whereas really, yeah, the economy and COVID may have had an impact, but actually no one has to treat people badly because of those things. And I'm also saying, much as I'm not an expert on, um, you know, union relations, I'm seeing some unionised employers using it as a chance to restructure without going through
0: the normal processes. Yeah, it's, it's quite shocking. Some of the some of the things it is, just...
1: it is. I mean, I've I've seen one of. I mean, this is not a client, but you know, a company who made a thousand people redundant on a Thursday. They all left on Monday with no money.
0: um, oh, You know, haven't been
1: through any consultation, and they're having to claim it back from the government because they've managed to do like a. Part administration, which meant they didn't have to go to consultation, and employees have got to claim the money back from the government. You know, I think that's really shocking, to be honest.
0: It is, and people need to to know about these things, don't they? Because yeah, you know, um, people expect to organisations to to treat them in a transparent and candid way. Um, that's right. Like, so, how do you um, personally kind of advise your clients on their offboarding strategies, Ruth? Um, like, is there a do you follow a template? or a guide? um, Or is every organisation different?
1: Well, I think there'll always be some things which are the same for everybody. But generally, Mm. I think all clients are different. So the main guidance that's a theme for everybody is to take a fair, transparent and open approach. So by open, I mean, you know, giving as much as an organization can about why they're making the decision to make people redundant you know talking about the business or economic challenges and then being transparent about the selection process for redundancy you know how are we deciding who's going to be made redundant and who's not you know don't make it all secret squirrel and also taking time to put together redundancy packages And I know that a lot of companies at the moment can't afford really generous redundancy packages. So I'm not necessarily saying that, but I think there are a number of low-cost options that you can offer. For example, I'm working with several clients who are off-boarding employees, can't afford large redundancy packages, but they're trying to offer things like workshops on CV writing, job search, how to do LinkedIn profiles, some coaching. And I suppose because that's workshops for a number of people at a time it's not as expensive as doing one to one outplacement um and you know some of the more senior people when they leave for redundancy they might be offered one to one coaching but all of these things i think leave the current employees as well as the people leaving feeling positive about you as an employer Really, all they want to see is, yeah, you know, these circumstances are pretty tough. We understand the business is having a tough time. But you know what? As an employer, I can see you're doing all you can for me in those circumstances. If you can do that, uh, you know, rather than treat people badly and taking the opportunity to, you know, to actually afford them in a very negative way, I think it will still keep your reputation and engagement in a positive light.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And when, they're t- when you talk about doing these um, the one-to-one interviews and things, like that must be pretty tough when everyone's virtual. But in a way, it's almost easier because they can, everyone's ready to do Zoom these days, aren't they? So are people using Zoom or are they using internal platforms or how have how, how you? Yeah, point?
1: I think it's a mix. I think, you know, there are a lot of Zoom meetings around the consultation process during redundancy, sadly, because a lot of people are already furloughed Um yeah, but I think in terms of um, offboarding, I'm seeing companies using technology in terms of sharing perhaps some of the you know the processes, sharing the you know the, the reasons for the redundancy program, and then perhaps sharing some of the things I've mentioned in terms of outplacements, in terms of the support they're giving to help um, employees or ex-employees find mm-hmm. another job on the marketplace. Um, so, yeah, a lot of that technology is great for because, um, you know, it's a tool to be able to to share information, isn't it?
0: And in that respect, do you, I mean, do you believe there's any other ways that technology could support in more detail an offboarding transition? Um, have you seen any nice ways that companies have done that work? Yeah, you? well, I think... Um, Offboarding
1: technology can take the time consuming aspects of sending employees information. So, you know, the details of um, the redundancy process with the sort of salary packages and updates to them. So I suppose what I'd say is the HR process side, I think, um, you know, it can be you know, technology can be used as a really effective tool for communication because that's all that technology is really, isn't it? It's a tool, just like the old-fashioned telephone. Technology <laughs> is now a tool to use for, you know, communication slash information slash engagement. Um, and I think you can never have too much transparent communication to employees during redundancy periods. So I think off-boarding software can be really useful for this. And I think, as teams will appreciate the outplacement support we've been talking about, um, there's also a place for this whole sending, hosting the this type of outplacement information on, you know, the transition to new roles. And I think certainly, perhaps some of the things like, you know, mental health support, transition, change, those sorts of things, because of course there are two parts to redundancy, aren't there? There's the physically, how do you look for another job? Those are some of the tools, but there's also the sort of mental health transition side. You're put, employees are going through a really tough transition in in their lives, you know, having to leave a job in what is, to be honest, a very tough market at the moment. You know, they might be on the market for a while. So I think all of that can be great on software, particularly with companies who don't just stop access to software the day an employee leaves the company but can keep up their access to that information for a period until they find another job, And I think those types of employees will see returns
0: from their good treatment and reputation in the future. Definitely. We've actually been approached by new clients to support them with their offboarding. because um, The process lends itself very much to what our software, Eli, can offer. As I mentioned before, offboarding is not all that different from onboarding. Uh, The communication still needs to be honest and open and companies need to give employees who are leaving the right content at the right time. Yeah, Eli can do this as it offers newly redundant employees a safe environment to have their questions and comments answered Mm. and it provides a platform to deliver content that could help them such as links out to support and resources, um, guides to mental health and even career counselling. As you mentioned Ruth, Eli is technology which supports communication and it can do this in an engaging way during this critical time.
1: Absolutely or it can be a pointer to resources of where you can you know sites
0: that can help you you talk about kind of organizations offering online coaching and, and training to mm-hmm. help them leave almost um and it seems crazy to invest in someone who's going to leave but like you said before it's a, it's a long-term investment um these people might have in the future i mean these organizations are struggling now but it's who knows what's going to happen when 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 lockdown eventually lifts people you know some business may well start to thrive you know straight away so that they need to keep these people almost on hold in a way but in a you know in a way they'll want to come back when eventually they need them. Yeah
1: absolutely I think in certain industries and sectors I'm sure you see like I do that it can be a bit of a revolving door you know if you've got for quite specialist skills there might be there's only a certain number of employers where you know you'll yeah. have a workforce you know it all links really in a big circle of you know how you behave and what you know, employees slash ex employees slash the market think of you um, will be impacted at the moment because you know we can all put any reviews of companies or you know how they behave on social media ourselves, can't we? It's not just company generated content anymore.
0: No, and also it's just the right thing to do, isn't it? A lot it of people you know, feel like it's just the right thing to do. It's like your own personal brand. You do things. You don't do things necessarily because of what people think of you. You do things because of what right and i think companies are actually becoming more honest well a lot of good companies are becoming more honest in how they react and um want to do the right thing as well as feel they should do the right thing
1: yeah um, absolutely
0: and, and going on to the kind of you uh, touched briefly upon the employer brand piece um but do you think it's important that an organization reviews its employer brand at this time particularly
1: I suppose it depends what you mean by review. So, you know, from my understanding of an employer brand, obviously I'm not a marketing expert, but my understanding of an employer brand is an organisation's internal and external reputation, like we've been talking about. So really, without having to actually review or create anything here, your employer brand at the moment is how you behave during this period, so it's not a fake campaign, which potential hires and current employees will see through because it doesn't actually reflect what they're reading and hearing about you. Um, actually, if an employer behaves well in the current market, as you say, if they're an ethical employer, do the right thing. They automatically have a strong employee brand and they'll never struggle to hire people. And the opposite is also true, you know, perhaps of the examples that I gave earlier. So I think reviewing an employer brand is constant, listening to employees, to what they're saying about you and encouraging them to get their authentic authentic stories and experiences out there. Um, and actually uh, listening to those experiences, making changes because of what you hear employees say and encouraging them to actually put content out there in the market about some of the stories and experiences they're having with you. That is your employer brand really, without you having to to actually even spend any money on marketing.
0: Absolutely. And that's that's exactly what we're talking to clients about at the moment. What is our employer brand? How can we make it work You know, right now? How is it appearing in the marketplace? how can we affect it internally, almost more importantly than externally, because, um, you know, what your um, internal employees feel, and the reputation of yourselves within your internal employees is almost more important now, because that will then have a big impact on the external face of your organ- organisation. Um, so, I mean, you mentioned there was there was one <laughs> terrible, terrible way that an organisation has treated their employees um, on their way out. Is Have you personally experienced or seen any exceptional ways that organizations have treated their employees apart from what we've already talked about yeah i
1: started with a bad example didn't i
0: suppose
1: the impact of how bad examples stay with you i mean we remember the brands that treated people badly i find it very interesting when those bad bad brands <laughs> actually start trying to hire people in a few months mm-hmm. time you know if they then put out big campaigns to try and hire people it'd be really interesting to see what happens but anyway let's talk about the good people um <laughs> if you, I don't know if you saw what Airbnb did um as Airbnb um, obviously they're a US company but they made quite a lot of people done it worldwide but they did what I'd mentioned earlier about being very transparent put out you know a big to um, Transfer information about why they were making redundancies because of the impact on the business. Um, so there was a lot of that communication, and the senior team aren't um, taking pay cuts, but they also offered a very fair redundancy package. And as I said, I don't think this is just about money, although obviously money really <laughs> does totally help. We live on our money, um, yeah. so there was fair redundancy package money wise. But they also offered counselling, they offered mental health support. And they offered the outplacement support so that employees could um you know start to look for another job and they had the tools to find out how they did that. Um so even though you know you'd think the news story about Airbnb making a lot of redundancies it was obviously a very bad news story. Actually, when I was having a little Google, the social media around this was predominantly positive. So I think you know. I think companies, when they're under pressure, make very quick decisions, which can impact their own reputation for a long time. But I think nothing excuses treating your employees badly. And I think even if you're, you're struggling money wise, I think there are lots of other things which don't cost much money, which actually can mean
0: very fair and ethical treatment to people. Absolutely. I totally agree. Well, I think that's just about time to finish, Ruth. Um, I don't know whether you finished a cup of tea, but I need to go and make another one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have tea pretty much on tap all day long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, dangers of working from home.
1: Definitely. Uh,
0: well, thank you so much for being our guests on the podcast. Um, and for those of you who'd like to hear more um, from Ruth or ourselves, please follow us on LinkedIn or subscribe to download more episodes. Um, and until next time, uh, goodbye. CA3 is an award-winning employer brand agency. They're also the creators of Eli, very engaging onboarding tech. To find out more, type CA3 into
1: Google.